the Oncozine Brief with Peter Hoffland. For this edition of the Oncozine Brief, we sat down with Darren Yucker and Richard Nusatelli of Pulse Biosciences. Thank you for joining us. I'm Peter Hoffland. Exciting developments in medical science that give physicians new weapons to fight cancer are raising the hopes for thousands of patients with advanced and hard-to-treat cancers. In their efforts to fight cancer, scientists are now focusing on the development of immunotherapies and how they combine different immunotherapeutic strategies to enhance immune responses in both the tumor microenvironment and the cancer itself. But scientists are also working on different technologies to fight cancer. In today's program, we're discussing one such approach. The biggest and most promising breakthroughs in the war on cancer involve immunotherapies. Immunotherapies harness the body's immune system to fight cancer. Scientists have shown that immunotherapeutic drugs have had much success in treating various cancers such as lymphoma, lung cancer, leukemia, melanoma and kidney cancer. But there are also different technologies and approaches in development. Today we're talking with Darren Yucker and Richard Nusatelli of Pulse Biosciences. Mr. Yucker is the Chief Executive Officer, President and Director of Pulse Biosciences and Dr. Nusatelli is Pulse Biosciences Chief Scientific Officer. The team at Pulse Biosciences has developed a technology called Nanopulse Stimulation or NPS. The technology delivers ultra-short nanosecond pulses to stimulate cellular responses in the targeted cancer tissue. These pulses induce cells to die in a natural way, which engages the immune system to clear away damaged, diseased or aged cells and recruit cancer-attacking T-cells to the tumor site. After a short break, we will be back with Darren Yucker and Richard Nusatelli. And welcome back. Just before the break, we were talking about progress made in the treatment of patients with cancer. Darren Yucker and Richard Nusatelli, welcome to the Ongrisin Brief. Hi, Peter. As mentioned in the introduction, the technology you're developing is called Nanopulse Stimulation, or NPS. Darren and Richard, please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your company. This is Darren Yucker. Uh, Pulse Biosciences is a medical technology company uh, with a very unique uh, technology called nanopulse stimulation that, uh, that we are developing for various applications, including cancer treatment. Uh, this is Rich Nucitelli. I'm the Chief Science Officer for Pulse, and I have been involved in the, studying the technology for about the last 10 years, um, showing its effectiveness on mouse and rat models. About the technology, what exactly is NPS? Can you explain maybe in layman terms? Yes, I'd be glad to. Uh, NPS, short for nanopulse stimulation, it's a physical approach in which we place electrodes around the tumor and we apply ultra-short pulses of electrical current to the tumors in a unique manner that allows the pulses to penetrate into the interior of all of the tumor cells. And that's a critical step that I can explain in more detail later. These pulses have been shown to generate very small, about one nanometer wide pores that are temporary in the organelle membranes and the plasma membrane that only allow small molecules, such as ions, to pass through them. 
So the most critical ion-controlling cell function is calcium. And with each pulse, there's a spike of internal calcium concentration. Calcium is released from the ER, that's the endoplasmic reticulum, which is a storage place for calcium in the cell. And it's also um, released through the plasma membrane from the outside into the cell. So this allows us to directly influence those cellular functions that are controlled by calcium. And that includes a whole lot of different things. So we find that when we apply 100 of these nanopulses, we can trigger the tumor to undergo an immunogenic cell death. This is a slow death in which the tumor cells generate signals, such as uh, putting the ER protein called calreticulin on their surfaces to attract dendritic cells, to engulf them and present their antigens to the immune system. The immune system then generates cytotoxic T cells that circulate in the body in search of these tumor cells to kill them. So nanopulse stimulation not only eliminates the treated tumor by killing it through this, uh, this death pathway, it also enlists the immune system to go after any metastases of that tumor. What are some of the unique properties of NPS? As I re remarked earlier, we're applying a very short high voltage electric pulse to cells. Now normally when a cell is placed in a, a field such as that, the, um, there won't be any field inside the cell because it's a conductor. That is, ions within the cell will move, positive ions will move to the negative pole of the field and negative ions will move to the positive pole and they will move up to the plasma membrane, charge that membrane and generate an equal and opposite field. So as Gauss taught us many uh, decades ago, there is no electrical field inside of a conductor, which is basically all the cells in our body. But our, our secret, so to speak, is that our pulse is very fast. So while the charges can move, it takes about a microsecond for them to charge the membrane capacitance and basically counter the imposed field. But our pulses are less than a microsecond. They're 100 to 600 nanoseconds long. So they, when we put those pulses on a cell, the ions don't really have time to charge the capacitance and cancel out this, the, the field. So that's the key. We're able to get inside the cell, penetrate because there's no counter ions moving, not enough time for them to move. And therefore, we have a field inside the cell, which is a unique property of nanosecond pulses. And this field, if it's large enough, will generate these nanopores in the organelle membranes, the ER, the mitochondria, the nucleus. And that is the key target for our technology. So we now know that by putting these nanopores into the ER, calcium leaks out and that stresses the ER, sending the calreticulin to the cell surface, that's a key element to the immune stimulation response. And without that, uh, our technology would not be as effective. So I think that's important to understand that the short na nature of our pulses allows them to penetrate into the cell, and the high voltage amplitude allows them to, to pour, uh, form these temporary nanopores in the internal organelles, which is so critical for the cellular response to stimulate the immune response. 
So in short, this approach does not involve actual drugs. Is that correct? That is correct. We have studied uh, up to this point uh, over a thousand animals with mainly mice, rats, in which we've generated tumors, treated those tumors, um, and we now know, after all these studies, how to do a single treatment and eliminate the tumor. Uh, we've had animals live for over a year after we've done this, and there's no recurrence of the tumor. No drugs are needed, and it's a non-thermal therapy. The energy we use is very, very small, so there's no heat. With any new development, there are concerns about side effects. What are some of the concerns related to NPS? And what should patients and physicians know or understand about this new approach? I think in, for the main point is that our technology not only eliminates the tumor, but triggers an immune response. Most other therapies that we know of um, generally do not stimulate a very strong immune response. There's some evidence that there's some immune response for in radiation, but in our hands, we find that the immune response stimulated by our um, therapy is very strong, and we have evidence now that it dramatically reduces metastasis in a preclinical melanoma model and a preclinical breast cancer model. So that's uh, very important for the patient since metastasis is usually the way that the cancer kills the patient. These are really great benefits for patients. How does this benefit physicians, and how does it change the way they treat patients? The physician um, will have fewer times they'd have to see the patient. We would hope that our therapy would work with a single treatment, maybe a couple of follow-ups. So it'll be a very efficient therapy, and that's certainly a benefit. Um, and I think just having success in treating uh, tumors, getting rid of tumors in patients is certainly a benefit. This is a new technology. Are there any safety concerns or risks associated with this treatment? Right, that's a very good point. Um, one of the nice things about this treatment is it's highly localized. So the only part of the body that sees this energy is the, the tissue between the electrodes. Consequently, the, the other parts of your body don't see a thing. So we found in treating uh, mice and rats that there are no side effects that we can find. Um, we eliminate the tumor, we generate an immune response, but none of the tissues nearby, uh, since they don't see the field, um, they have no uh, change at all in their behavior. So we find that this highly localized therapy uh, has very little side effect, and that's a big benefit. After the break, we will continue our conversation with Darren Uecker and Richard Nusatelli. And welcome back. Just before the break, we were talking with Darren Uecker and Richard Nusitelli about a new technology called nanopulse stimulation. Darren Richard, what do you see as the advantages of NPS in relation to other treatment options, including maybe the combination of NPS with other existing therapies? Yeah, Peter, that's a very good question. I think, you know, we're very excited about how NPS can be synergistic with a lot of what's going on in immunotherapy today. So a lot of immunotherapeutics uh, that are in development really focus on what they say as, you know, taking the brakes off the immune system. So a lot of the checkpoint inhibitors that have been introduced and have had some success 
uh, really are about, again, taking the brakes off the immune system. And what NPS is about is really about uh, inducing or marshalling that immune system against the particular cancer. So we sort of see ourselves as fitting on the front end of that cancer immune immunotherapy uh, at where the, the, the um, immunotherapeutics of today really work on the back end. So NPS is going to be something where we think physicians will reach for it, will treat local tumors, and can expect that immune response will be mounted against that particular cancer. And then you know, typical immunotherapeutics that are under development today uh, will then be uh, used to um, amplify or accentuate that immune response that's been generated by NPS. You know, as it relates to other therapies such as chemotherapy, radiation, or surgery, um, you know, we haven't tested our, uh, our technology, our NPS technology um, with those. I think that's something we may look to in the future, but today we really look at NPS as a, as a standalone therapy when it comes to focal treatment of tumors and cancer lesions. Um, but we're very excited about the opportunity of how NPS may be very synergistic with immunotherapeutics in the future. So if I understand correctly, you're focusing your research on the standalone treatment option. That's, that's correct. I think where we're focused today is really demonstrating the standalone benefit of NPS, which is that we can focally treat a tumor and that in so doing, we can mount an immune response against that particular cancer. Now, in, in being able to do that and demonstrating that we can do that, uh, we think there will be very natural synergies with immunotherapeutics that are in development today and they're currently on the market today. Um, but our focus today is to really demonstrate uh, the benefit of MPS, which is really a local treatment uh, that, again, induces an adaptive immune response. Some treatment options focus on what we call solid cancers. Others are focusing on hematological diseases. What is the focus of your technology? Well, I'd say the, the most critical uh, de definition of this would be to have a, a cancer that we can place electrodes around. So that means imaging, if, if the cancer is a tumor inside the body, some sort of imaging system to allow us to image that tumor and place electrodes around it would be the main restriction to our technology. Uh, right now, we don't have any obvious way of treating cancers in the blood or cancers that are flowing through liquids in the, in the body. But if there are solid tumors that we can image, then those are all up as possible targets for our technology. In the end, this approach is focusing on multiple cancers, right? That's what, what our experience is in our preclinical um, rat and mice models. We have treated dozens of different tumor types, all of which respond the same way. This is a physical modality. So it doesn't, it's not specific to a tumor type. As long as that tumor has cells in it, we can punch holes in those cells and cause this, this response, uh, which eliminates the tumor and stimulates the adaptive immune response. That's the nice part of this therapy is that it's physical in nature and not chemical or drug-based. When using your technology, is it reasonable to expect that the side effects, the adverse events, are different than those seen with chemotherapy or immune therapy? Yes, that is absolutely correct, and that's why we, uh, we really are excited about this technology, because there are no other drugs to worry about. Um, you simply go after that tumor very directly with a physical treatment with electrical pulses. 
Can you tell me a bit more about the clinical studies being conducted, for example, in the treatment of melanoma? As of now, we have not uh, started our clinical studies with melanoma, but we do have uh, data on treating human skin. We wanted to generate data with, with normal skin in order to, to see exactly what our treatment does uh, under conditions and, and how long it takes for the skin to heal and recover from the treatment. So we do have uh, quite a lot of data now with histology and um, studying the effects on normal human skin, which are really excellent, showing that we get beautiful recovery. Um, the skin looks, looks perfectly normal. After we've treated, um, it simply takes about 30 to 60 days to get recovery that to a beautifully normal skin with very little uh, any kind of, of uh, scar. And so we've done that, but we have not yet started our melanoma trial. We're hoping that that will happen soon. Can you tell me a bit more about the strategies to get your technology in the hands of physicians? Yeah, I, well, I think the first step in the strategy is, is to get into clinical studies, well-controlled, um, approved clinical studies. And that's the, the first and I think the, the best way to get in to help patients. Um, you know, clinical studies uh, can be very important in terms of establishing the science, but also in terms of helping patients. So we shouldn't overlook, uh, you know, a clinical study as being something that can be very important in helping patients. Um, and then I think it's, you know, it's bringing that clinical data um, to uh, the FDA and, and having that conversation about uh, how to best get a technology like this to the market. And again, I think we, we look forward to working with FDA on this um, and getting it to market as quickly as we can. But beyond that, um, you know, we, we don't know what the parameters are for that because we haven't had those conversations with FDA. Uh, and so until we do, we, we won't know. But I think our strategy will be to get into clinical studies across, um, you know, different uh, indications in oncology. And in so doing, we think we're going to be able to help a lot of patients on the way to bringing it to market. Let's go back to the beginning of this development. How did this all start? Yes, that began way back in 2001 with uh, Carl Schoenbach and Steve Beebe at uh, Old Dominion University. Carl is a physicist. He was working with ultra-short nanosecond pulses and switching them. And he um, had the idea of working with a biologist to see what the effect might be on cells. Steve Beebe um, generated a tumor model uh, in mice and they treated it and lo and behold, they saw that the tumor had a much slower growth rate uh, and they published that back in about 2002. So the first uh, indication that this might work came back then and um, since then, they, uh, a number of investigators at ODU, Old Dominion University, and myself, um, uh, Rich Nucitelli, got involved in showing the details of the mechanism of how this works. And uh, we've been working on this now since then, um, generating something on the order of 30 research papers showing the, the mechanism in which the, the, the uh, pulses generate um, the sequence of events involved in apoptosis, that is programmed cell death, that causes the tumor to go away. Now the immune characteristics 
only began to become evident around 2011. So it took us a while to figure that out. And um, partly that was because most of the early models, people used immune uh, deficient mice so they can put in human tumors and not have a rejection of the tumor. When we started using immunocompetent mice, um, then we started noticing that if you use a cell line that was derived from those mice, it would not be rejected. Um, and after we treated those tumors, we had trouble getting subsequent tumors to develop. So it was at that point that we started suspecting this really pretty amazing tumor, uh, anti-tumor response due to the immune system. So it was really only the past few years that the immune uh, data has come out. And it, these, now we have experiments from uh, two different laboratories in different parts of the country that uh, both support this idea that when we treat a tumor, um, wait a few weeks for the immune system to develop, you simply cannot get a secondary tumor to grow in the, uh, in the animal. So your approach in fighting cancer is completely different. It does not involve drugs and has never been tried before. Yes, exactly. I think that's, uh, that's the take-home message, that we're in a technology that is so new that cells have never seen this kind of pulse. Um, these pulses are 100 to 600 nanoseconds long. Just to give you a feeling for that, we can put 10 million of these into one second. Okay, that's how short they are. Well, all of evolution, cells have not seen this kind of energy. This, this is something that's really new. So we're describing uh, effects on cells that um, in, in each case is a new effect and a new response. So we're learning a lot, and we've been concentrating on apoptosis and you know curing cancers, but there are certainly many other applications of this technology, uh, including stimulating platelet secretion and um, wound healing. So there's, there's a wide, wide variety of things this is good for. We're right now concentrating on using it to, to cure cancer. When do you think the first patients may be treated with your technology? Uh, first patients in clinical studies, you know, we hope that, um, that in oncology, we hope that that's going to be this year. Uh, we have had um, already, you know, we've had some patients treated as as Rich alluded to, um, more in dermatology, um, but you know we we really our uh, our objective here is to is to get this into the clinic uh, this year and treat to treat patients in oncology. So walk me through this. What can a patient expect from this technology when he or she walks into the clinic? Yeah, well, uh, that's a very good question. So NPS is is actually a very patient friendly and I think physician friendly technology from. Uh, from a treatment perspective. So, you know, we deliver a system. Uh, it consists of uh, a box, which we call a pulse generator. It's um, a relatively small box. Uh, it's, a, it's a cart-based system, so it wheels into the physician's office. Um, and then you plug in uh, a, a, what we call an applicator into that pulse generator. And the applicator on the end of it has a set of uh, what we would call electrodes or or small uh, metal needles, uh, and those needles will actually go into uh, the tumor itself. So if you're a patient, uh, let's say you have one or more melanoma lesions uh, on your arm, and if you go into the physician, the physician would like to treat those with NPS. 
So you can do that, uh, we believe, right in the office itself. Um, the physician would administer some local anesthesia, so typically lidocaine. Um, so you'd get a, a small lidocaine injection, the same that you would get if you went to the dermatologist to get something removed. So they would inject some lidocaine, um, and then they would simply uh, take the NPS applicator um, and put the electrodes around the melanoma uh, tumor that you have, uh, and then essentially hit, hit a button on a touch screen on the pulse generator, and the treatment would, um, would then be delivered. Um, the treatment may last anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds, we think, um, and then they would, the pulse generator would um, alert the physician that the treatment's completed. Uh, they would just simply remove the electrodes, uh, probably put a bandage over the, um, the melanoma uh, lesion, and that would be it. And, um, and so what the patient would expect over the next several days is that uh, probably um, uh, that melanoma lesion would, would get a, a, probably a small scab or something over it, um, but over the course of the next couple weeks, we would expect it to basically um, be attacked um, by the body's immune system and, and slowly removed, and we would expect that to heal very naturally. Um, so it's a very simple procedure, very quick, uh, a little bit of local anesthesia for most um, you know, lesions that would be on the skin. Um, obviously, if it's an internal organ, we would expect that it would be done in a surgical environment, but I think for a lot of you know, skin-based cancers. It could be done right in the physician's office very quickly, uh, just with some local anesthesia, and the recovery will be very, very quick. This technology is minimally invasive, right? That's right. I, I, we would consider this definitely a very minimally invasive type of uh, treatment. So where can our listeners find more information about this technology? Uh, yeah, Peter, uh, we are more than happy to uh, have all of your listeners go to our website. It's uh, www.pulsebiosciences.com. That's pulsebiosciences, one word, .com. And uh, they can read all about the technology uh, and they can read all about what we're doing. And, and uh, I think they'll be just as excited as we are once they get through that. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Richard. The technology we've discussed is very new and offers promising applications in the treatment of solid tumors. Preclinical data has shown that NPS provides effective local tumor control and initiates an adaptive immune response. The team behind the technology believes that NPS will become a new treatment modality for the treatment of various diseases, including oncology, dermatology, and other minimally invasive applications where current ablation modalities do not provide the benefit of NPS. We know that based on this interview, you may have many questions, so please submit your questions to our editorial team via email, Facebook or Twitter. And we will post as many answers as we can on our website, oncuzine.com and adcreview.com. Thank you all. Thank you for listening. And join us again for our next episode. I'm Peter Hofland, and this is the Oncuzine Brief. The Oncozine Brief is produced for Sun Valley Communication by Peter Hoffland, Sonia Portillo, Evan Wint, David Kaler, and Sean Mayer, and distributed by PRX, Public Radio Exchange, and InPress Media Group. Support for the Oncozine Brief comes from our listeners and commercial underwriters. 
For more information about underwriting options, contact Sean Mayer at 949-923-1660 or visit our website at oncozine.com forward slash underwriting. The Oncozine Brief contains health and medicine-related information and is provided for educational and informational purposes only. The content is not intended as a substitute for professional medical or health advice and does not replace your doctor's advice. Your doctor is the best person to answer questions about your personal health. If you hear something in this program that doesn't agree with what your doctor has told you, ask him or her about it.